Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Hi there and welcome to this episode of Leveraged Lifestyle a very candid interview with Khadija Khalifa. Now, if you don't know that name yet, uh, maybe it's because you've not been watching the latest series of the BBC Apprentice, because Khadija is a candidate on there, the 2018 series, and she's definitely made herself known. Um, she's even got herself the nickname uh, Khadiva, which she did love. And um, we had a bit of fun around that in the interview. But just to give you a bit of background about Khadija, she is a self-made, self-confessed mumpreneur, and she is on a mission to build an empire whilst raising her two under five-year-old girls and hopefully along the way, inspiring others to make their passion their profession. She was an absolute joy to interview. We've known each other now for a couple of years. I kind of hope that comes across. We just had such fun in this interview. She was extremely candid, like I said, really raw. We touched on many different subjects and I think there's a lot of valuable advice in there, especially how to deal with haters and trolls if you've seen anything that goes on on Twitter when The Apprentice is on. Um, so I really hope you enjoy this interview. I really enjoyed uh, recording it for you. I should actually also mention that this episode was recorded just after episode two of The BBC Apprentice aired on TV when Khadija was project manager for the first time, putting herself forward as none of the other ladies wanted to. And I'm just so proud of how far Khadija has got. And um, we'll just see how far she keeps going and uh, really hashtag team Khadija. Um, so here you go, my interview with Khadija. Okay, welcome to Leverage Lifestyle with Catherine Turner. And I have the absolute pleasure of having uh, a current candidate from The Apprentice 2018, Miss Khadija. And um, yeah, super excited <laughs> to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. You're well, I say it's an absolute <sighs> pleasure to have you. Now, the interesting thing is, and obviously not many people know this, I've now known you for a couple of years now, we realized. Yeah. Um, you came to an event that I was hosting along with some other women called Women Building Wealth. Yeah. And it was an absolute pleasure to get to know you. And now, well, people are going to recognise you off the telly. Yes, <laughs> off the telly. Off the telly. Uh, we've just been talking about, you know, the idea of celebrity and, and things like that. But actually, I really want people to get to know you in this episode. Yes, we, of course, we're going to talk about The Apprentice at some point. Um, but I want people to know about you as a mum, as a businesswoman, what got you started in business, all of that. And I suppose the best way is to probably give you a chance to introduce yourself and kind of who you are outside of what people have seen on The Apprentice. Yeah, it's always a bit cringe when you introduce yourself, isn't it? <laughs> um, so who am I? I am a mum 
firstly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a mum who, when growing up, you know, my mum was a single mum and there were some things that I wanted to do that, unfortunately, she struggled financially. Mm-hmm. So when I had children, I knew that I was going to basically work my ass off to give my kids everything that I maybe wanted, not just material-wise, but, you know, just everything, yeah. like the best education, the best healthcare, anything that I can do. Yeah. And... I so I'm a mum firstly and secondly I'm an entrepreneur or mumpreneur that mm. you uh, don't <laughs> like so much we'll do that in a bit um, but yeah I, I started a business basically because I wanted to leverage my life and I wanted to be able to be around my children as much as possible mm. and so I've built the business I started cleaning For about 18 months when my daughter was first born, I used to take her in a car seat to the jobs with me. And now it's almost four years on and, you know, I have a team of 25 odd cleaning staff and we do everything from domestic after build uh, to residential cleaning. And now we're looking at going into property. We have our own range of products. Um, So, yeah, I just love everything about business now. Amazing. And I think I remember when we first met, you were talking about uh, another business you had I believe, uh, applied for Virgin, were doing loans and things like that. Tahini's, and yeah. Tahini's. Do you know what the heartbreaking thing is about Tahini's? And I think as a as an entrepreneur or a business person, mm. you have to make the decision on whether or not these things will work in your life. And the whole point of me becoming a business person in the first place was to spend as much time with my children as possible. Yeah. Tahini's, although I got an old 19... Oh, what was it? 1986 VW transporter van. And I got it fully kitted out with, uh, you know, charcoal grill and everything. And I loved that project. And I got a virgin startup loan and we did wedding fairs and festivals. Glastonbury even approached me and we were doing Mediterranean street food and everyone loved it. Um, Unfortunately, having a street food business means that on the weekends, you're spending a lot of time going from event to event to event. And at that point, Opal and Pearl, my cleaning business, was getting bigger and bigger and bigger (laughs) and so you have to make that decision you know Mm. you've got to balance having a business and being a family and being a mum so I thought you know well Opal and Pearl I've got employees it's already going it's established and Tahini's is new I just don't have the time right now to do it so to the lovely man that bought Cyril the camper (laughs) I hope you're doing well with him (laughs) Um, I do need to check in on Cyril and see how he's doing but yeah I just I sold the van I didn't sell it as a business it hadn't been established long enough Um, and it was a great you know if I ever want to start a restaurant and I had to do it now there you go perfect I uh, there's a a good saying that either you're earning or you're learning and um that was learning full full learning I mean I earned some yeah but it was more learning than earning and it was a it was you know it was a good reality check for me because I think the problem is when you get into business, you think you can monetize everything, which mm-hmm. you pretty much can monetize everything. <laughs> but you start running away with everything. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I'll have salons. I'll have nurseries. I'll have restaurants. I'll have this. And it was a good learning curve for me. Like, Khadija, chill. One, <laughs> just one thing at a time. Or at least That's a couple it. of things at a time. But you can't run two full-on businesses like that at the same time yeah. with two kids. That's it. I think you've brought up a really great lesson for all the listeners already that actually, you know, we there can be this kind of shiny penny syndrome, whether it's, um, you know, different property strategies or different income ventures. And, you know, you're an entrepreneur, so you can start all these different businesses. And like I say, you can pretty much monetize anything, but actually it is about focus. 
it is about what your vision is as well. So let's talk a little bit about that, actually, because I think it's really interesting. You know, you've applied for the apprentice, you've got on it. Was that ever in your vision when you like start your business, you're taking a little baby around with you to the cleaning job and things like that? What was your initial goal and what is it now? See, the thing, when I started Opal and Pearl, I told everyone I'm making a business that's going to be huge. And so, you know, Simon was saying to me, my partner was saying to me, why don't you call it like Mrs. Mop? Or, and I went, no. Does Mrs. Mop, no no disrespect to Mrs. Mop, but does Mrs. Mop say global? Does Mrs. Mm. Mop say it can adapt into this, it can adapt into that? Opal and Pearl, for me, a lot of people say, are you a jeweler's? And I'm like, well, maybe one day if I want to be, it's a cool name, you know, mm. Opal and Pearl. It's also my birthstone and my eldest daughter's birthstone. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, so now now we can go Opal and Pearl Property Management, Opal mm. and Pearl Eco Cleaning Services, Opal and Pearl Personnel. Opal and Pearl is going to be huge, <laughs> whatever Opal and Pearl ends up destined to be. Yeah. But, yeah, my answer is from the outset, I knew that when I was taking Soraya to clean houses with me, that was not what I was doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Not to say there's anything wrong with doing that. I personally have just always had the ambition to do more and I never believed in like manifestation or putting out what you get back and the universe and all that my god I was wrong (laughs) like if you tell yourself like you literally in your mind you vision one day I'm going to have a business I'm going to employ 30 people and they're going to be out cleaning while I'm doing podcasts with Catherine Turner that stuff happens like if you dream it enough or not even dream it if you live it or you see it or you know you breathe it Mm. it happens and I sound like a crazy hippie but genuinely one of my phrases when I went on to The Apprentice was that my intro was whatever I say is going to happen happens and and that's not to say I'm special But because I am so headstrong, Mm -hmm. if I say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I said I'm going to apply for The Apprentice, I apply for The Apprentice. I said I'm going to get on The Apprentice, (laughs) I got on The Apprentice. I said I'm going to have two kids by the age of 30, I've got two kids by the age of... You know, everything you say you want to do. And I've still got those goals now, you know. Not Mm -hmm. all of them are about earning money. There's things that I want to do for charity. Mm -hmm. There's certain charities that I want to really help. There's certain things about education and things for the children that that I want to be involved in. So if I put my mind to it, those changes usually touch wood happen you know amazing and do you know what I think a lot of people think there is this kind of woo-woo idea of like oh just sit there and think it and it will come to you but it is more than that and I like I know you and you make things happen and that's the difference I think you it's the manifestation because you're putting your effort into it yeah your time into it and you are channeling and you're focusing like you've already said you know where should I focus my time what do I want and you've made that happen. And yeah. I think that's um, a really important definition. You know, um, there's the secrets and, and that is very much about the kind of idea of bound manifestation and everything. But I think one of the key things they missed out there is like, you've got to take action on it. Though. You do have to take action. So. Equally, you know, I am religious. So mm-hmm. my dad's Muslim. My mum's, my mum was, um, but I believe in God regardless, Christian, Muslim, whatever. And another thing that, that I think helps me, I mean, yeah, the universe is great, but also, you know, being a good person, mm. religiously for me, it's like, you know, am I doing this right, God? Or, you know, I've done something wrong, sorry, or things like that. Mm. I don't go to church or to the mosque, but inside it's there. Mm. And I think it helps me day to day with like morals and values and things Mm. and making sure you're a good person. And I genuinely think if you're a good person, good things happen. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's great. Cool. Okay. 
Um, so we've had a few questions in from some other listeners. So I want to nice. make sure we get them in. They're not as harsh as you might think. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, they're very kind. Oh, okay, listeners, good. <laughs> our listeners of Leverage Lifestyle. So um, one of the things they wanted to know um, is actually uh, like the main thing they want to know is what gets people into business. So when did you, what was that decision? Obviously you had a young child what was that moment or something maybe happened? I don't know, it could have been over, uh, you know, a few weeks, a few months that made you decide, yeah, I'm going to go for it myself. See, my turning point was quite quite simple. Mm-hmm. Soraya was born brain dead. So she wow. was born, we, we lived in London. I worked for the Financial Ombudsman Service mm-hmm. and she was born with a cord around her neck and starved of oxygen. So when she was first, yeah, sorry, you're pregnant wow. as well. No, so no, emotional. wow, no. Um, so for me, I was 24 years old or, or almost 25 and I had the birth pool plan and I was going to have maternity leave and then I was going to go back she was going to go to nursery and everything was going to be great (laughs) and actually none of that happened uh she was born in that way uh we thought she was at risk of cerebral palsy i didn't hold her until she was six days old she was in intensive care for 10 days she got transferred to uclh in london and um she was part of a trial where they gave her the scene on gas uh so she had a brain called which was a trial it was successful then all babies got it and then they were trialing uh this scene on gas which is a hundred thousand pound a canister it costs the government or the NHS or whatever. Mm. And they, um, they're they testing it on all children born in that condition. And if successful, all babies will get this gas and brain calling combined. So at uh, five days old or four days old, she had an MRI scan, um, tiny little baby in this MRI unit. And, you know, for me, it was like this weird, surreal life. Mm. And I was seeing, I remember the night I had a Uh, I had her at 1pm in the afternoon and we had to go to the hospital driving in a separate car and she was in an ambulance and she went over there and then we drove over there and I was in a bed on a labour ward with all these women with their babies and their balloons Mm. and I was there like oh I don't have a bed it was it's it's very difficult Mm. Um, and so one of one of the reasons that I really want to be successful is because there's things like Sparks Charity that funded the research that has helped my daughter that I want to do better for. So you always have to have a reason why. Mm. But basically, we then lived in London. She came home 10 days old and I had really bad postnatal anxiety. I would look at like the corner of a unit and because her issues were brain related, Mm -hmm. I'd be scared that she's going to knock her head and then something really bad is going to happen to her. But it was getting to the point, then it was dreams then you know so when she was about six months old uh no sorry when she was a a month old I said to my partner I can't stay in London anymore I don't have any friends here I don't have any family you know I need to move back home Mm -hmm. so we moved back to Peterborough and then when she was six months old I was due to go back to work Mm -hmm. and I thought what what can I do you know I don't I don't want to be away from her all the time at this point she's part of a trial for two years I don't know if she's going to walk talk if if she's you know so the first two years of her life was scary for me um so I thought you know I want to be around her as much as possible so I googled um cheap businesses to set up and lo and behold a cleaning business was there (laughs) so I went to Wilkinson's and bought 20 pounds worth of cleaning products star drops I remember Good, good products but I used star drops and I went on Vistaprint and I ordered 20 pounds worth of leaflets and it took me about two weeks to think of the name Opal and Pearl and because of the story and because Mm. of what happened 
when I, I was surprised the domain opalandpearl.com hadn't gone already. I was like, what a great name. Why has no one taken <laughs> it? Um, so I'm Opal. She's Pearl. Yeah. She's fine. She's four. She's Amazing. in school. Thank the Lord. But, um, oh. you know, I think there's a, there's a turning point in mm. people's lives. And, and for me, that was the biggest wake up call ever of my life. Yeah. To take control of my destiny. Love that. I love that. And oh, oh. first of all, I'm so glad to hear that she's fine and yeah. all good. And But you said it right in the middle there. Everyone's got to have a why. And I think it's so interesting. Again, I was listening to some podcasts on the way up um, today where we are in Peterborough. And I was thinking, yeah, there was, there was an entrepreneur that was being interviewed. And he was talking about there's there's got to be this desire, this um, reason to do it. He didn't use the word why, but... I think it's when I hear a lot of entrepreneurs and why they got started, there's this, there is a kind of a big why. There's a deep story. Yeah, there is there always is. something. Yeah. I mean, I've, I always like to be on the banter bus and having a joke. <laughs> and when I tell that, I always mm. see everybody go like, oh. And then I'm like, but no, it's a good story. Because yeah. look at me now. I'm on The Apprentice and she's loving watching me on TV. <laughs> and her teachers are talking to me. She goes, mummy, everyone knows you're on TV. I'm like, I know they do. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, silver lining and all that yeah. but most you're right most entrepreneurs there's always something yeah. whether it's their upbringing or something happened Oprah Winfrey is a great example oh. look at her life and Amazing. what she's done yeah. so not to say you have to have a load of shit in your life to be an <laughs> entrepreneur but most of the people that are entrepreneurs have had something bad happen mm. yeah and a, a, a reason to keep going sometimes because it is it can be hard it can be lonely um you know the fact that you having to take your daughter to the cleans that you're doing and, and build it up from scratch. scratch. And um, yeah, it's amazing what you've been able to achieve in just what? Three and a half years, nearly wow. four, three and a half years. That's fantastic though, honestly. Thank so you. you should be super proud of yourself. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, so again, what have, what have we got here? Um, ah, well, this kind of leads in quite nicely actually. And I suppose because your little ones are your reason why, maybe this makes it a bit easier, but they wanted to know what was the toughest thing you've had to overcome building your business whilst having the little ones at home um, and how did you overcome it? Um, yeah, because actually he's a stay-at-home dad uh, with a one-year-old and um, he sometimes finds it very tough. So any advice you can give having kind of gone through some of that, your kids are now four and two, you say? Four and two, yeah. yeah. Uh, well... I'm very real about this and Simon doesn't mind me talking about it. The biggest uh, challenge that we had to overcome after what happened to Soraya was when I was pregnant with my second, um, my partner was unfaithful. And, you know, it's quite common. You know, you read about these things happening. Also, I was so focused on my business. I was so focused on my children. I was focused on being pregnant. You know, you neglect your partner. Mm-hmm. Not to say that's any excuse, but the <laughs> biggest thing that, that I've overcome, that we've overcome as a couple, Mm. is being able to be mature enough to be like, do you know what? We weren't in a good place. Mm. And we were young and had a child that was born unwell. And there was a lot going on. And we started businesses and we employed people. And that's a lot of stress. So, yeah, you know, we weren't perfect. Relationships aren't perfect. But we're strong enough to overcome it. Mm. And so shout out to being a stay-at-home dad as well, by the way. That is Mm. amazing. Like, I I was a stay-at-home mum for a bit and I just honestly found it so difficult I love my children Mm. but I also needed you know to just have something else Mm. to to keep me occupied so the answer to the question is you know I've had a rough ride (laughs) but that's the point of being 
you know, an entrepreneur, you're going to get knocked down. Your relationship mm. might not be perfect. You might not speak to your partner properly for like months on end. You know, you might feel like he's on one sofa and you're on the other and you're on laptop separately. And then you're only like passing ships mm. in the night. That stuff happens. But, mm. you know, if you can overcome it and, and you've always got your reason why and your focus and your priority, I look at things very differently now. Instead mm. of sending an email, if I could send an email or have dinner with Simon, I'll have dinner with Simon where I used to be like, it's emails, work, 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 work. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't always have to be that way. You have to get the balance. Yes. I think that's very true. And actually, it's really lovely you mentioned that because one of the things I always want to get across in this podcast is there's a different way to do it. Um, and I think it's really great that we can learn from people who've been through tough times as an entrepreneur yeah. and thinking, actually, what would they do differently now? And many times it's something as simple as, like you said, OK, what's my priority here? Is it actually my relationship or is it the business right now and sending this email or the email can wait? My my relationship is really important. And to that's me and, it. Yeah. And I think the problem is as well, you know, like me making the decision to sell tahinis. Sometimes people are embarrassed. I spent months building that business mm. up, putting it all over social media. I mean, part of me might have been like, I need to hold on to it because I've built it up and mm. everyone's seen. You're mentioning it now. But I'm like, no, I sold it. Why? Because it doesn't work in my life. And I'm honest about what happened with me and Simon. Why? Because there's other people out there who are going through the same thing, thinking, you know, I haven't spoken to my partner properly in a few months or, you know, we're a bit off with each other mm. or the kids are taken up all the time. So if I can be real and keep it real, and just be honest and lay my cards out on the table if I can help just one couple if mm. I can just help one mother with postnatal anxiety if I can help one entrepreneur overcome these hurdles then I'm doing a good thing that's amazing and I, I just think that's super inspiring thank and you and that's one of the things that I'm really keen to uh, keen to get out there is actually you know it's not all sunshine, sunshine and roses it no. is um, there'll be some difficult times but actually like you said if you can be that person for other people and they could be like, ah, oh, um, I don't want to have that thing that Khadija went through. That's it. Um, okay, how does she, what would she do differently? I'll do that then. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So perfect. It's not just like, oh, this is the problem. How are you going to get through it? Yeah. Like, actually, what what was the solution? And how also like, don't think, oh yeah, I'm a business person now. I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow <laughs> because that's what I thought. Mm. You know, I'm like, people go, oh, you're doing so great. And I'm like, I'm not doing as good as I thought I was going to be. Yeah. But you know, we're always competing with ourselves. It's cool. Just keep grafting, keep hustling, but don't mm. be too hard on yourself. Take a day off and go for dinner. It's fine. That's a key thing. Actually, I, I put a post up on um, uh, Facebook recently about the importance of taking rest. Take rest. Uh, you know, myself and my husband, Stephen, uh, we went away for a, a night. Yeah. Uh, little ones with Nanny, who she absolutely loves spending yeah. the time with. Yeah. It's perfect. You yeah. Because we do just need to take a step back every now and again. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I am pregnant and we're soon going to have our hands full again. That's so. it. You know. But the best thing is when they get to like the first few years, no one wants to really look after them because they're a bit hard work. <laughs> Trust me, Catherine, when they get to like four and two, people start to, oh, yeah, I'll have them. Then I'm thinking when they get to like four and six, people will want them more. Oh. By the time they're like eight, I'll never see them. There you go. <laughs> Sorted. I'll have my life back. <laughs> <laughs> love it leveraging the kids out yeah. leverage all, the all kids <laughs> love it oh so okay i'm going to talk a little bit about the apprentice now I think, I think it's about time dun, dun, dun. so i think this is again a key uh, again a question from the community and something i wanted to know anyway when you applied for the apprentice what was the aim what what was you know you've mentioned already i'm going to apply i've applied i'm going to get in i got in but when you're when you're going through that application process, what is the aim? What's what's the thinking? My aim from the beginning was is 
for Lord Sugar to be my business partner. So, you know, there was... I guess different people go on the show for different reasons. Some mm-hmm. people go on because they want to go on Big Brother. Some people mm-hmm. go on because they want reality TV life. I've always said, I don't care about being famous. I want to mm-hmm. be rich. I want to be wealthy. I want to mm-hmm. be able to change the world. I want to have credibility so that if I say, my thing at the minute is, I don't think children should have to go to school when they're so young, five days a week. I think it's too much for them. Mm-hmm. My four-year-old's exhausted. I also don't know why they would have a full six weeks off and get totally out of routine and then have to go back again and do it all over again. I think that I know. (laughs) Khadija for president, prime minister, whatever. Um, So I, you know, so I'm thinking, do you know what? Before, I wouldn't have had the confidence to like challenge these things, Mm. but I'm going to keep boosting my credibility and I'm going to go, listen, mums, dads, everyone, is your child really tired all the time? (laughs) When you pick them up, do you feel like you've missed out on their happy times because they're so miserable by the time they get home because they're (laughs) shattered? And the six weeks holiday, who even thought of that? You know, oh yeah, let's just take them out of routine for six weeks and then chuck them back in again and mess up their life. And one thing I hate, industrialised revolution. Like we're teaching our children that they they have to get up at 7am to have their breakfast, to go to school, to finish, to come home. We're teaching our kids that they have to be industrialised. I don't want my daughter to be industrialised. I want her to learn when she wants to learn. Mm-hmm. I want her to, you know, obviously they need to have some structure. Yeah. But I just think all these things about industrial revolution and being a, an employee and working the nine till five, we're doing it to our children from, from the age of four. It's exactly what we haven't changed our education system from when the industrial revolution came about and actually the world is such a different place now i think they should do like maybe a couple of weeks in week off Mm -hmm. couple of weeks in week off or even like drop a day a week give them a wednesday off or something Mm. you know like this is my thing guys back (laughs) me up i didn't know this was gonna go there we're getting deep today we're getting deep because she's been at school now for three weeks and she's four just turned four in june so she's one of the youngest yeah and the poor little face is so exhausted and all i keep thinking to myself is who says she's got to do this Mm. who's i mean technically she could start school when she's five but still who says like Mm. who made these rules a hell of a long time ago let's change them up a little bit i was gonna say probably a hell of a long time ago in a completely different world which we do not live in now but when you're but when you don't have credibility or you don't have a name for yourself Mm. no one listens to you yeah so one of the reasons for me going on the show is like hold on a minute people are going to start taking me seriously and listening to what i've got to say because i've actually got a brain in there even whether or not i know who kim jong-un is (laughs) uh, there is a brain in there it's not going to change whether you're a good businesswoman or not that's it that's it that's it you know all well and good to have general knowledge but actually i think business knowledge well my answer was that i'm too busy reading forbes um not the news, you know. There we go. I'm too busy. Yeah, as I say, I, I don't watch the news <laughs> as often as I can. It feels too depressing a lot. Of the time. So depressing. Yeah. I don't want to hear about all that negativity in my I life. I don't want Ella to be watching it and things like that. As well. I know. Kids watching it. Oh, I know. No. They must be like, what are we going on? <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So, talk me through that moment when you did get that call. I don't know how they approach you when you say you're in. Yeah. Do you remember that moment? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's quite an exhaustive interview process. Mm, so, I bet. Like like the hardest interview <laughs> of life. Um, and then and then it carries on, doesn't it? When you're in the process, yeah. more interviews. More interviews. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's quite a lengthy process. And then, so you kind of get whittled down. So you're yeah. the first 40, 50,000 people, then yeah. it's whittled down, then you're whittled down again. Um, but when I got the call, I was at my office as Simon works in the same building. So I just went, come outside, come quick. He came outside, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> me. Khadija, 
from Peterborough, mum of two. They want me on there with Lord Sugar. Um, but, you know, I think you have to do some role play and things like that. And and I am who I am. I'm very straight up. If I, find, I think someone's doing something irritating, I'll mm-hmm. say, that's a little bit annoying. So <laughs> in the interview process, I was very much how I am. And obviously Good. that's entertaining, I guess. And they wanted it on the programme. It's great. So just to give a bit of context for obviously this interview and people listening, uh, we've just had episode two air. Yeah. So obviously I've been under strict instructions not to give away any spoilers, especially because we're not quite sure when we're going to air this episode So um, yeah. of the podcast. But as it happened, last night you were project manager. Yeah. And what I absolutely loved, and it was all over Twitter at the time, is like, you know, these girls, everyone wants to be, um, what is it, deputy PM or, you know, sub leader. Sub yeah. leader, yeah. And it's like, who's going to step up? And in my head, I was like, Katisha's going to do it, Katisha's going to do it. And you did. And I was just like, yes. And this I was, is so annoying. What the, I can imagine. Like, no, I'm just, I can't. <laughs> When that, that literally everyone's like, yeah, yeah, so I'm really creative, I'm really creative, and I'm happy to be sub-team leader. Okay, next one, next one. Next yeah. one. Right, so no one is, but I mean, if it was me and I didn't want to be project manager, I maybe just would not have said that I wanted to be anything because yeah. it just made them look like they wanted to do it half-assed. Yeah. And that's not me at all, you know? So, yeah, I'm not the most creative or, um, you know, I don't make comics for a living, <laughs> but I had kids mm-hmm. and... I'm a, I'm a leader. That's yes. what I do, you know. Not to blow my own trumpet, but that is the personality type that mm-hmm. I fall into. On every single one of those psychological <laughs> tests, I am a leader. Yep. So whatever task it was, whether they wanted me to make donuts, muffins, chocolate, <laughs> whatever, you know, I will, and a comic, I'll do what I have to do and I'll put yep. 150 million percent into it. Yep. And I did that and we won, so... I know. I was, I was so, super proud. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, no one's listening to this and they're like, "Oh, I haven't started the episode one." Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But one of the key things um, for me as well, like, so there was a few um, memes going around afterwards and like Twitter. Was it Kadiva? Kadiva. Let's get the oh, yeah. Kadiva. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Would you say, um, and this would be really interesting because, like I said, I know you've run your own cleaning business for a long time now. Um, I can't imagine you being like that with your team. No. And so it's really interesting. Like, did you feel you had to put on a different style of management because of the situation you're in? Because it's for the cameras. It's and because there's some annoying people. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I love you all, really, but some of you could be irritated. No, with my team. Listen, what I've learned in business is I've gone to to ends of the spectrum when I first started if I got one complaint from a customer my team got it you know oh you lot why can't you do your job properly because it was all about keeping the customer happy then I you know learnt more about business listened to Richard Branson and he says if you want to have a successful business look after your employees and they'll look after your customers so I was like okay then I went too far the other way and I started being everyone's best friend and they'd be calling me up Khadija really sorry hun (laughs) I can't come in today. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's okay. Don't worry, hon. Thanks. But now I'm kind of point blank in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I have the, hey, hon, you're right. You know, oh, da, da, da. equally, you know, you haven't turned up. We're going to have a one-to-one yes. or your behavior was wrong. We're going to have a one-to-one. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in one-to-one, you know, meeting mode mm-hmm. or something I need to crack down on, I am Kadiva. 
That means my alter ego. There you go, love it. So I could be Khadiva and I could be Khadija. Yeah. When I'm Khadija, when I'm all nice and things are going right. Yeah. And if somebody does something that's wrong or mm. morally wrong or just work-wise wrong, yeah. then they get Khadiva. There we go. Khadiva okay. and Khadija. Khadiva needs to come out, hey? <laughs> she did. She needs to come out. <laughs> love it. Um, so, yeah, I, well, I was just saying, I was... On Twitter going, well, at least she's had the balls to step up. It's not even something she said she's like got experience in, but someone had to. Yeah. And I suppose my my worry was a lot of people watching, and obviously, you know, these are 40, 50,000 people being whistled down. Yeah. That actually it was kind of giving the girls a bit of a, a bad rap because it's like, come on, girls, like step up. Yeah. Where's the leader sort don't of thing? Be, yeah. Um, don't just keep putting yourself down and down. Yeah. And I suppose um, you know. I love to see a strong woman in a leadership role. And so I just think that's super inspiring. So yes, you're going to get the Kadiva kind of comments and things like that. But actually, I think a lot of women will really respect that you stepped up in that moment. Yeah, I mean, business is business. This is a business show, regardless of the fact that it's funny. People are, you know, I personally am on it because I love business. Mm -hmm. So if I was on there to, to be wishy-washy or to make a joke, then I wouldn't be showing a true representation of being yeah. a business person. So. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. So obviously I know you had your, your little girls at home when you're there. How was that having to deal with, you know, I suppose on a day-to-day basis, you're running a business and things like that, but it's obviously very different when you're having to kind of leave them and, and be in the apprentice house and all of that. Yeah, I mean, that is difficult. You, I mean, I, can, I can't say how long I was there or whatever, no. <laughs> but you, you don't have access to a phone. You don't have money. Um, you have like one down day after the task in the boardroom or whatever. Um, and yeah, I had a one five minute phone call a week. So to people on Twitter saying that I've got rest and bitch face <laughs> and that I look miserable all the time, try being away from your children and your friends and civilization and life for you know a certain period of time Mm. and so the rest and bitch face wasn't always because of the team it was just that being in this surreal moment you know it's very can you imagine everybody just taking everything from you not being able to scroll through facebook and thing i mean it was refreshing also coming back and being like wow i can (laughs) live without a phone Mm. um but the children no i mean i'm a parent you know, being away from your kids for any... Ultimately, all I had to keep telling myself was I'm doing it for the right reasons. It's not like yeah. I've gone on a on a binge hen hen <laughs> couple of months or something, you know, like <laughs> I was there to try and make their life better. Well, this is it. And like, you know, you sharing your reason why you did it, like it is ultimately for them and having a platform to give your children a better life and, um, you know, share some of your policies around schooling and... <laughs> We're changing them. It. <laughs> love it, love it. I definitely vote for you for the end. Thank worry. you. You can have my vote. Oh, um, so I think it's really key that you say that because I think so many of us, you know, we look at these programmes, people are watching, there's an element of kind of the reality TV um, editing to it and all of that. And I think it's really key that actually until you walk a mile in that person's shoes, and as you say, you know, you've got young children that you've left behind. Yes, you've got a real reason and a, and a genuinely good reason to be there. But it's still going to be hard, right? I mean, I was hugging their key ring with their picture when I was sleeping in the little single beds in the house, you know, like (laughs) having a little cry before I went to sleep. That's what people don't see on the show. You see Khadiva being bossy, but, you know, you didn't see... 
I mean, on the You're Fired show last night, David was quite nice because he said, um, David, who got fired, said, Khadija said to me, if you need a shoulder to cry on, you know, I'm here. And that's the thing. You know, I'm mm. just a normal person. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. friendly. I like to get on with everybody. But equally, the most important is my children. And if yeah. I have to put people in their place to give my kids a better life, then yeah. I'll do what I need to do. Do what you need to do. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I think that's the thing, like, obviously for people watching you who have met you, who know you, like what we're seeing isn't necessarily, it's not just you, it's just a part of who you need to be in that moment yeah. or um, that obviously you've got, uh, um, you need to step up and be that leader. Yeah. And that is a very different person to the mum you are or to the friend that Can you are. You, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's it. So uh, again, another question that came out of this was, what did you learn from the experience, both positive and negative? And obviously bearing in mind, we're just a couple of episodes in, but for you overall, if there's something that you like really positive that you're taking from it or some negatives, maybe you felt, um, I appreciate Twitter can be a, a minefield. <laughs> I mean, I, um, I don't really care about the Twitter haters. People have been set Twitter look at me twitter haters twitter to haters um my you know my sisters and uh my family and friends have been like oh are you all right with what so and so said i'm i'm literally scrolling through laughing like oh khadija's a bitch yeah, oh <laughs> khadija's a bossy bitch oh khadija one one was like khadija needs to die for using oh. the word mompreneur I was like, oh, is that a reason okay, to be? Is that, yeah, <laughs> is that is that a reason to be slaughtered? To yeah. use it? Oh, is oh. how the world's going? Okay, but you know, I kind of laugh it off. Ultimately, yeah. I think how many people would give their right arm to be in a position mm. that could boost your PR as much as The Apprentice can? That can make you get on podcasts, radio stations, all these things. People work their backside off for years and years and years to boost their credibility. Mm. And thank the Lord, I've had this opportunity yeah. and I'm riding with it. Good or bad, I don't care. Throw it at me. There we go. Fantastic. And I, I love your attitude to it, by thank the way. Thank you. It's fantastic. Um, so actually, we've just talked about the mompreneur. It's my next question. Oh. So uh, I, I said to Khadija before we started uh, recording that I personally am not a fan of the word. I wouldn't say anyone needs to die for using the word. That's hey. a little extreme. I'm um, pretty sure it was your tweet. that. Uh, <laughs> is that Catherine Turk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, it's more, I suppose for me, I always think like, okay, um, I, I like to jump. For me, it's about the equality of men and women in business. And there's, I've never, ever heard a man use the word dadpreneur. And also the connotation that comes up with the word mompreneur is like at home, really small business, not really scaling, not doing too much, just a little bit here and there. And it's a small income. And I know that is not the type of business you're running oh, at all. Oh, that's not the connotation I have. See, it's so interesting. So it's different. So, yeah. So uh, my question to you is, what does mompreneur mean to you? Well, equally, I think there's there's a bloody shed load of dadpreneurs, but maybe well, they're too embarrassed to call themselves dadpreneurs because look at the hate that mumpreneurs get. There we go. Equally, if someone could call themselves a baroness or a lord or, you know, whatever, they get the title, great. Yeah. I'm a mum and that's a title. Mm -hmm. And if I want to be a mum and I want to call myself a mum, being a mum is the most important thing in my life, let's be honest. So if I want everybody to know that I'm a mum first... Mm. Yeah, okay, fine. I'm an entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Khadija and I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> no, because an entrepreneur is one really, really hard, exhausting job. Great. But guess what? I do two really, really hard, exhausting jobs. So mm. I want people to know, 
yes, being an entrepreneur is brilliant. Being a mum is brilliant. But guess what? I'm bloody doing both. And so I think women shouldn't be ashamed. Mm. Why in business do you have to go into a boardroom and your kids can't go in? Or Mm. how many times I've taken my children to the office and they've helped me load the cars with cleaning products? How many times have my team, we've gone for breakfasts and my team have brought all their kids because we offer school hour shifts. So I employ working mums and dads during school hours and they bring their kids. If you, let's be honest, People adore their children. Your children are your life. But why in business do we have to pretend we don't have any? Mm. Why do I have to go to work every day, put my kids in childcare and pretend I'm not a mum? So I've dropped them today and now I'm here just Khadija. But actually, no, you all need to know I'm a mum too. So for me, it definitely does not say small business. Mm. I think, and so what if you've got a small business? Some of the small businesses are the most profitable. Some of the hugest ones have got the lowest margin. So... For people that dislike the word mumpreneur, I would probably just think of it as if I feel that I do two amazingly rewarding jobs, Mm. then I want the world to know that I do two amazingly rewarding jobs. I think you've... uh you might want me around on that one. Have I? Are you changed? <laughs> are you? Are you uh, uh, now uh, a fellow mumpreneur? Well, I, I, I get it. She's I'm, nearly I'm, there. I'll, I'll, She's I'll, nearly yeah. there. I'm nearly there. I'm She's nearly, nearly there. there. You can read that. Diary of a Mumpreneur's book, and then we'll get you fully covered. There we go. Well, yeah, we're going to get into what Khadija's going to be up to next, actually, as well. And um, yeah, I've been pushing her on some um, <laughs> what she should be doing next because uh, yeah, she's got so much value to give out there. Um, people need to know. So I'm going to do some quick fire, actually, because let's just change it up a little Let's bit. go. Let's go. So I think you're inspiring lots of people right now. Um, just like, you know, the whole mom thing, the whole getting on the apprentice, stepping up, all of that. I want to know who or what, if it's a thing, inspires you. Success. Mm. Success inspires me. Successful people inspire me. Mm-hmm. People that have, you know, realised that they've got one life and they don't want to work until they're 65 to reap nice. the w- rewards of a pension. They inspire me. Nice. So anyone's successful. Oh, <laughs> love that. Best advice you've received? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Best Rob Moore, actually. Yeah, there you go. Um, Check out episode one if you don't know who Rob Moore yeah, is. <laughs> everyone should know who Rob Moore I is by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Rob Moore shares a lot of content for free and I think mm. he gets a lot of slack for it. But actually, you know, a lot of the stuff he says, let's be honest, I see, I, I can't watch all of his lives. There's so many of them. But <laughs> the ones like about haters, mm. he did one the other day. And, you know, I'm just starting to experience it now. Mm. And when you start to become more and more successful, you get it more. Thanks to Rob Moore and his, and his swearing and his keeping it real. You know, for someone like me, I'm like, oh, you know, he's being, being called a twat as well. Well, someone's told him to fuck off. Oh, that's all right then, because if he's getting it and I'm getting it, then it's fine, you know? Fine. So, um, so, yeah, no, uh, Rob Moore and, you know, other people that I network with in general. Mm. Um, I My biggest lesson learned, not advice mm-hmm. given, is like I said, to make sure that you get your priorities straight. Mm. One of my biggest regrets is the failure or the breakdown of my relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that we had both realised what was happening before it happened. Yeah. No, that's, that's great advice as well. Uh, worst advice you've received, <laughs> if any? Oh, from industrialised people going, you're doing too much. <laughs> Oh, don't you hate that? You're doing too much. Take it easy. Or are you sure you want to do that? 
listen, Susan. What did that mean to say? Listen, Susan, I'm fine. All right. I, um, no, I don't like, I don't like that whole, you're doing too much. If, if this is how I choose to run my life, mm-hmm. I don't say to anyone, you're not doing enough Yeah. or you're not, you know, you're not doing enough or yeah. you, you're only doing, you only work until three. Maybe you should work till six. I don't say that. Or maybe yeah. you should get up at 5am and do your social media like I do. I don't say that. So maybe you do what makes you happy and let me do what makes, I know it's coming from a good place, but yes. it's just annoying. It's that idea of you do you and I'll do me. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, I'm tired or whatever. And I want to have good people around me that I can mm-hmm. moan to, but no, never to tell me to stop because I'm never going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Love it. Um, oh, what would you most like to be remembered for? Hmm. <laughs> for looking like Kim Jong-un. No, I'm <laughs> uh, what would I most likely... I would like to be remembered for empowering women, for empowering mums and dads, mm-hmm. um, for changing school structure. Come on, and it's going to happen. And for letting people know that it's okay to have both. You know, Mm. I think people think it's either a career or it's a family. Mm. But you know what? You can do both. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't do both as well as you could have if you focused on one or focused on the other. But just try really hard at both. Yeah. Do the best that you can do. So, yeah. yeah. Like it. Nice. And I usually start the episodes with this when I'm interviewing anyone. But I did say we're going to leave it to the end. Yeah. What does a leveraged lifestyle mean to you after all that's the name of the podcast? What would it mean to you? A leveraged lifestyle means to me to be able to live the life that I want to live and still have the success that I want to achieve. So I'm here now and I've got several teams out working, but I don't think, oh, they're working so that I can be doing fun stuff. I think I'm providing people with a job. Mm. I'm providing people with a way to pay their rent, to buy their dinner, you know, to things like that. So... A leveraged lifestyle is great. I get to do the things that I enjoy more, yeah. but equally I get to help other people succeed in life. So that's love what that. a leveraged lifestyle means. I love that. I think that's, again, so many people think, well, it's all right for you as the entrepreneur, but, you know, you're paying these stuff, whatever like that, but you're paying these stuff. They've got a job. Yeah. They're, they're, job, but... they're buying their kids stuff. You know, they're going on holidays. Yeah. yeah. My staff have more holidays than me. <laughs> Honestly, they get paid annual leave and I'm there like, can I have a holiday? Can I have a holiday? So please? yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's it. And, I always think in some ways, you know, a lot of people listening to the po- this podcast will either be maybe still in a job, but having a side hustle or trying to make it their kind of full time job or they're they've already got this as a um, they're already an entrepreneur, but they're maybe not leveraged up and scaled up and, yeah. and outsourced as much as they'd like to. Um, so it's all about a kind of learning how they get there. And I think the key thing for me and what I've seen along the way is not everyone's going to be an entrepreneur and that's OK. Um, I think having side hustles. Um, so that yes, you can supplement a pension or give yourself more holidays if you want to and things like that, or it's up to you. You get yeah. to be the kind of the bosses as such. Um, that's great, but you don't necessarily have to be this entrepreneur and no. start businesses and things like that. You can kind of be like this entrepreneur or leverage other people's products or um, services and things like that and, and sell them if that's what you're yeah. really good at. But equally what I, what I, what I dislike is when people say, they do their nine till five and they get the same salary. Mm. And each month there is a complaint of, I've not got enough money. My money doesn't stretch far enough. Oh, after I've paid bills and things, I've got no money. And and we've all been there. I've been there. Oh, Why, been I've there. worked every day, <laughs> nine till five. And it's the end of the month that I've just got paid. Woohoo, payday. And I've paid everything and I've got a hundred pound left. Mm-hmm. And so once upon a time, I thought, 
okay, fine, I've got to get an evening job then. Okay, yeah. so then I've got to work weekends. Oh, then I've got to do loads of overtime. No, you've got to work smart and, mm. you know, you can scale up. The best thing about leveraging is you can earn money from other people doing work mm. instead of burning yourself out trying to do a million jobs at one time. Leveraging means that we all are working collectively together to achieve the same goal. And what I say to my team is, when I'm turning over millions, you won't be on £8.50 an hour mm. or whatever, you know. The people I employ, I promote in-house only so when i want people to be accounts managers or hr managers or whatever it's people that have started as cleaning experts and so i'm not here leveraging out because i want to have a great life and live on a yacht and i want everyone working beneath me i'm doing it so that we can collectively all Uh achieve great things that i couldn't achieve by myself love that yeah that i i love the idea that actually we can all build up and take each other with us but actually some of your staff wouldn't have had the idea to start the business like you did uh, you know, even I, I mentioned to you as well, my husband wouldn't have come out of his job if I hadn't started things. So exactly. actually, we all need that person to be that inspiration, the motivation. Um, but I love the idea that as an entrepreneur, we can actually bring people up with us. Yeah. Um, as we grow, they can grow. And yeah, love that. Love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so how are we doing for time? How are we doing for time? Let me just see. Oop. Watch, not give me the time properly. There we go. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Um, so I really want to know next what is going on for you personally um, and also business. What what's kind of next on your hit list on the on the uh, what do we say at the very beginning that your manifestation? What's going on? What's kind of what's on the she going to make happen? Now? What are you but now make now next? I'm owning it on here. Usually I don't tell people because ah. then if it doesn't happen, they don't know. <laughs> um, I uh, but hey, we know that's okay as well. Yes, we can put things out there. It's cool. It's fine. We're going to throw it out there. Um, No, but I would love to get my book out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been blogging for two and a half years now, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, about two and a half years. Um, And I blog, you know, a couple of times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, But I've got over 50,000 words, more than now. That was like eight months ago I checked I've got more than that in content and there's things ranging from my youngest keeps pooing in the bath and then I relate that (laughs) I relate that to how my working day is like a poo in the bath and how you know there's like a blogger that's one of the one of my favorites and then this morning you know she had a little toddler meltdown Mm -hmm. but then five minutes after she was asleep and I was in love with her again and then after that she's crying she doesn't want to go to nursery then I'm crying then I call her dad crying then then I'm on the radio then I'm writing a column now I'm here on a podcast you know the bloody mump in her life is one crazy whirlwind yeah um yeah I would like I want my book to not only be a blog but I want it to be borderline educational educational comic MC go. Gogo may, might make an appearance um but I I want it to be you know educational about business but also keep it real I might put in a few, you know, things that I use to help me with HR, health and safety, accountancy stuff, so that people have got almost like a one-stop shop to just be like, okay, so she's got two kids, this is how she does it. Mm. And, you know, also I find that, that when you're a parent and you want to be successful, you end up putting your children in childcare a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I tried not to do in my journey is to put my kids in childcare all the time. Mm-hmm. So at the minute, this is the most that my kids have been in childcare. So mm-hmm. I was obviously in school and Talia yeah. is in four days a week. Even she's only been four days a week for the last two weeks. Yeah. It was three days a week before that. Um, 
But even that for me is like too much mm. because I've I've structured my business in a way that I can be with my kids and get work done. She has a nap. I'm on the computer. She's awake. We're going to the park. We're going to knock her out. We're going to go home. We're going to do some more. You know, like that's how yeah. my life has been for four years. Mm. So I want my book to come out. That's that's uh, the most important. And obviously we're talking about publishers. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm going to make this happen for Khadija. Like we've got to we've got to get this out there. She's she's manifesting uh, form. I, I, I just love the sound of that put in the bath analogies the poo and the butt I've got got so many more honestly like about the iron like I'm I uh I've got a poem on my on my blog actually I read it the other day and it was like one of the lines was don't talk about the iron he gives me hives and uh and you know it was quite a funny one actually um I like I do like a bit of poetry I like it like I like to make it cool and funny so uh, I didn't realize I liked it until I started doing it in the blog and then um so I've got a few of those that I put in there nice little catchy rhymes and then other than the book property is yep. you know I've, I've been doing the cleaner business now for for a few years and I've come to a few property events and networked with a few property mm. people that's how I met you indeed but I've I don't know I guess before before this has all happened maybe I didn't have the confidence mm. or maybe I thought oh, it's too scary or may, I don't know enough but now I'm like the world's my oyster and I'm ready it makes sense for me to have like a serviced accommodation business mm-hmm. if I've got a cleaning company yeah it, it, like come on that's the hardest thing about SA is finding good cleaners and I already have them so true cleaning <laughs> experts sorry not cleaners and so I might as well have SA now too yeah. so uh, we have got two properties in the pipeline nice. that we're doing on a on a rent to SA basis to start with mm-hmm. and um, obviously my team will be supplementing them so we're going to grow that do some more networking um and ultimately you know just keep trying to be the best mum that I can be spend more time with the kids take them to Disneyland I promised I'd do that and a few (laughs) other bits and pieces that's it keep them happy yeah be like yeah you didn't see mum but it's all for a reason yeah you're going to Disneyland that's it (laughs) Cinderella Snow White makes everything better exactly actually oh Belle nice okay excellent um so one of the things as well Obviously, a lot of people may be following you now who haven't before. Um, but if you're not really following Khadija, where can they find you? Where's the best place to go to? So you can find me on Twitter at Khadija Khalifa One. We'll put all this in the show notes as well. So. Yeah. Uh, Facebook. Um, I'm active on Facebook. You know Khadija Khalifa. Um, you can go on our website, opalandpearl.com. Um, also, I've got my Die Over Mumpreneur website. It is built but I haven't you know updated it with the blog and things uh but you can follow Dio of a Mumpreneur on Twitter Instagram and Facebook as well super I'll make sure all of that is really nice and uh, clear in the uh, show notes as well so that Thank if they you. want to get hold of you and um yeah I'm definitely going to be reading more of the Dio of a Mumpreneur now uh, now that I've got over my now she loves issue. do you know I love that I've uh, I've swayed you I know no, I, I like that okay. because it's true you know for me that's it I'm just trying to shout out about the two jobs yeah. that I do yeah, it's all good. I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. Oh. I, I could just talk to you for ages, though. I know, this I was like, fun. Yeah, yeah it was good Thanks. Fun. Yeah, it was wow. really good fun. Thanks. Love it. It's nice to just, like, keep it real. That's it. And I, I, I'm really glad because I think we've got a lot of really good nuggets out there for the listeners as well. Um, so I hope you've all liked it, um, listening, those listening to Leverage Lifestyle. Uh, go out and share this as well. 
Yes. We'd, uh, you know, dive and mompreneur, we're going to make this happen. We're going to make this. We're going to make this happen. She's getting royalties, people. Yeah, come on now, come on. <laughs> like second child, ex- children are expensive, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll make this happen. And um, well, yeah, just thanks so much. And Thank I'm you. really ex- super excited to see your apprentice journey. Yeah. And um, so make sure, so we'll keep people posted on when this is going to go out because we're, we've been filming this as well. Yeah. And um, so lots of different places you can catch this. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for uh, being with me today You're and so um, spending your time and um, I always love to finish off by just saying to people that I think there is no better time than now to start creating your leveraged lifestyle thank you very much everyone thank you thank you so much Catherine cheers darling <laughs>